When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Officer Dave. Josh Arnold. Is that a good impression? Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. There you go. And me, Brian Miller. Special guest and... And Tevin Pippen. Look at that. Now we're cooking. I can be the financial analyst if you want, by the way. We were already talking about that because there's nobody you want to turn to for for financial advice more than a a comedian. Especially if most of your money's in drink tickets. Then I can (laughs) really... Yeah, then you're good to go. I can do drink ticket management. I can tell you, you know, you got three of them, the way you want to time those out throughout the night. You start with a whiskey, (laughs) so you get the buzz going. Then the next one is a beer because you want to stretch it out. Too many whiskeys, problem. I got to be honest with you, though. You don't want me starting out with whiskey. See, I start with one. Just the one. And then you go to beer. One sip of whiskey, I'm like, the hell are you looking at? Oh, it has that effect I on get me a little bit. nuts. Yeah, it's better for me on stage. It makes me a little more aggressive. The oh, second whiskey, though, makes me too aggressive. It's yep. like, yeah, that's a, it angries up the blood. What is that? Though? I don't know. That's odd. Two shots of Patron, and I'm the same. I'm a nice guy. I've got a big smile on my face. Yeah, no, you're but, right. But yeah, one shot of uh, bourbon. It's that Kentucky... Uh, you know, they say people from Kentucky, uh, like myself, are predisposed to be angrier than anyone in the country. Why? Uh, no, it's like a genetic thing. They think it's uh, they really? think it comes back. Like they, there was a study about like American anger, and they said that it's like Kentucky is like the angriest state by I all love these metrics. Kentucky, it's a great state. I and mean, it's very pretty. A really pretty but, state. But maybe it's all the bourbon, as I'm thinking. Maybe it's the Kentucky bourbon. Because the bourbon does do it. Oh, it does to me. And they got a lot of it. <laughs> That's my only thought, is it's got to be. They do have a lot of it. You're making very good points here. That's all I'm saying. So where are you appearing? Where are you, where, uh, what's coming the, up? The 10,000 Laughs Comedy Festival, which go. is uh, tonight. Well, it was last night we started, and we got tonight and tomorrow as well. We've got it's, so it's at four theaters and two clubs really? throughout downtown. I mean, thousands of, of seats of stuff. We got people, thirty five ish comics coming in from all over the country. Jesus, yeah, it's a big deal. It was a prime rib dinner for all the comics last night. It was a pretty oh, fancy. No, I'm hungry. God yeah, that, dang it, that yeah. might be the nicest thing anybody's done for comics in a, in a long time here. Ever? For oh, a prime I, I, yeah. rib dinner. That's way better than drink tickets. It's <laughs> way better than drink tickets. Uh, yeah. So we got uh, tonight. I'm uh, opening for a guy named Sam Talent, who's very funny at seven mm-hmm. o'clock, and then. Uh, Kelsey Cook. Oh, no. Sam Talent is 8.30. Kelsey Cook is at 10.15. Kelsey Cook, very, very funny. Uh, And she's doing a show with Chad Daniels. we got a couple of Chad Daniels shows on there. God, I haven't talked to Chad in about five years. Yeah, he's funnier all the time. It's, It's actually kind of upsetting. (laughs) <laughs> did, did you did he did he stop kind of working uh, during the COVID deal or any stuff? I suppose everybody kind of had. Yeah, to. I mean, there just were a lot of clubs in operation. 
Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, there was just wasn't a lot of work to go around. Um, but right. boys, he's certainly back. <laughs> he's, is he? He is touring all the time. So he's, he's in town right now? Yeah, he lives here now. Or oh, he doesn't he live in Fergus anymore? No, at least part-time. He lives here. Oh. He's got a condo uh, downtown or some, some, somewhere close-ish. I've walked, I was walking with him from a bar, and he's like, I'm walking home, so I, I have a sense of vaguely where it is. But You know what I love about Chad Daniels? And I don't know what it is about me, but I piss him off like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I, all of a sudden I look over, and he's all pissed off. And he's like, what is your problem? But I think, yeah, Chad's a very, very talented guy. You have nice that guy. effect on people. I kind of do. I, yeah. We're finding that out. I'm, I'm about ready to flip the table on you right now. I understand. <laughs> I understand completely. It works for me. Well, if you need any help with the table, call me. I'm, okay. uh, I'm got, known as the, good to go, the man. strong man in this business <laughs> there's no getting around it but no it's it's great to see the festivals are back yeah all, the whole deal and I'll, i have all that talent in town minneapolis st paul has done great with comedians mm-hmm. uh no question about that so we're easing back into now well doug stanhope was on yesterday i love oh, nice doug one of the best comics of all time of all time mm-hmm. yeah but he's sitting there, he's got a cigarette, and he's mm-hmm. got a whiskey, and he's talking to you. I'm like, Jesus. Oh, and we, yeah, in the morning. <laughs> in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, what I love about Doug, Doug is none of it's an act. Oh, that's no. Doug. You're, no, you're right about that. You're, that's yeah. not an act at all. Yeah. Well, because even in the, excuse me, in the movie that he's promoting, he was like, yeah, I play this alcoholic <laughs> comedian. And he's like, I didn't even have to act. I just showed up, and I was myself. I'm looking I forward to that it. movie. Uh, it's produced by a bunch of Chicago comedians. Yeah, uh, I've been yep. hearing real good things. I mean, that's what I understand. So it's great. I mean, you and I have talked about mm-hmm. this before because the, the KQ Morning Show was built on comedians because nobody else would bring you guys in, which I thought was really stupid. Yeah. It's, it's like, like the professional talking people on the professional talking job. Yeah. Seems like <laughs> a good match. <laughs> they just wouldn't do it. I mean, once in a while, like Bob Hope would appear on CCO, uh, you know, which is great and all the yeah. rest of it, but not as a comedian, as an actor. Yeah. More than a comedian. Right. And I remember when I, I brought in the first comedian, he was shocked. Mm-hmm. The people at the station were like, what the hell are you doing bringing comedians? I said, because I want to laugh, for Christ's sake. Let's yeah. have a good time yeah. here, shall yeah. we? Also, it's fun to see Gelfand get mad at them. Oh, <laughs> God. I mean, like everyone else in the world. Yeah. Every Thursday, I give him a ride home. Now, that's one hell of a 10-minute ride. Yeah. <laughs> a hell of a 10-minute ride. San Severo always told me the greatest compliment I could be received is that Gelfand's like, that guy's all right. Oh, <laughs> just being all right. Yeah. That's way over the he's, top. He's been, he's been very, very nice to me, Gelfand. I love Gelfand. The fact that you're nice, that's... <laughs> I don't know where Gelfand came up with that one, but geez, it's Palomino. So, uh, the name of the, the, the festival again is 10,000. Yeah, 10,000 laughs. 10, uh, you can go laughs. to 10,000laughs.com. There's tickets, you know, all the tickets that are available. Um, a few of the shows are sold out. Some of them are getting close, but uh, if, if there's one sold out, there's another three at the same time yeah. right down the street. What are the venues that uh, yeah. you guys are at? So, so I'm at the Southern Theater. I'm hosting all the shows oh, at the Southern theater, theater, which is a yeah, great old theater. Great theater. Uh, uh, the, the headquarters is the Comedy Corner Underground, and then uh, Sisyphus Brewing over uh, sure. toward Dunwoody is sure. uh, uh, one of them. The Parkway Theater, a lot of shows at the Parkway. And, uh, love it. No, I love it. Except the, they closed down to my restaurant. Damn I it. I know. I love that restaurant. I heard the place that's in there, the new place that's like the social club or supper club, I heard it's fantastic. Oh, is it really? I heard it's really good. I got to get over there. So can you just walk in or you have to be a member? No, no, no. I think it's a walk in. It's just Always the walk-in. Yeah, okay. yeah. But they really they redid the inside of the parkway a couple of years ago. Have you been yeah, in there since no, they remodeled? No, not since then, but I heard Beautiful. it's Beautiful. I've seen heard. a couple of movies there and... I love uh, that area. Yeah, great oh, it's area. a fantastic, and it, close to my place. You know, I just, uh, yeah. just I just zip a little that's east, true. and I'm there. It's yeah, great. That's true. Uh, and then the Granada Theater is also uh, one of the venues. New Theater in Uptown, Uptown. 
Really? Really? Which nice one did theater. it used to be? Used to, it's the, um, well, I think it is the old Suburban World Theater. Oh, so it's one block down. Yeah, it's like down, yeah. right down from the Uptown Theater. Don't come in the here with a tie on, Big Shot. <laughs> you like that? A tie? He's got, a, he's have got have a tie. the tie, ladies and gentlemen. Late with a tie is like t-shirt on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very, very true. Uh, you ever met Brian Miller? Josh Arnold. Josh Arnold, nice Brian to meet you, Miller. Josh. I've been given financial advice in your stead. I hope that's okay. That's okay. I said it had <laughs> fully backed by your word. If they have any problem with anything I said, I said email you. You'll 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 deal with it. Yeah, that'll be. It's a good. You got. You need a set of headphones. And get those the work? mic. I'll sell you mine for you five thousand dollars. Well, this will work. Well, it, with okay, the two you know, microphones so you can hear? close together, I don't know. Will that work? No, it'll be fine. Okay. How's that? So you can hear, right? I can hear you. Oh, well, then that's, we're all I, that's all I need. There's another one in case you... Oh, here we go. I can hear you, Tom, so that's all I need. That's <laughs> here we go. Yeah, you see this right How's here? How's that so little, little brotherly <laughs> love? check that I have that I have to give to Josh later on today because I suck. Actually, that was painful. Painful? <laughs> that game was That painful. game was... About the worst <laughs> of all time. Nothing went right oh with that game. Oh my Josh. goodness! Uh, which game did you bet on? It bet. It was not a bet. Oh, we were we were two. at a game. Oh, which Tuesday night. Ah, uh, yeah. We invited twenty people. Whoa! So actually, there were 20, 22 people 22 there. Twenty-two people. Whoa! <laughs> twenty-two people. The food was good. <laughs> the drinks were good. Sure. This group went through more beer. Oh, <laughs> did they ever? Yes, oh my. They did. It's a good thing that our our server Amy had an, had an in with the bartender. She was back and forth. Kept them coming. Kept them coming. <laughs> I was a little bit from where we were sitting. I was a little concerned that the guys in the front row. Would kind of tip over. Oh yes, <laughs> I yeah. saw a Packers fan do that at a Vikings oh, game one time. Yeah. A drunk lady, and she she skied basically down about nine rows, <laughs> and they caught her just before Ooh. she got to the drop off. I mean, she was getting close. Somebody got her by the jersey, horse collar tackle, but it was you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> you notice, by the way, Josh, I'm wearing my salute to myself this season. I, that, I like that. I'm in pain. <laughs> It was, it was not the not the uh, twins cap that you have had on the other night. No, this is my goodbye to the season. Do you know where this came from? Do you know the no, story? No, I don't. I was I was admiring the cap. It's very funny. Josh, do you know where the story came from? I have no it's idea. A, it's a true story. So I ate 1987 World Series, mm. right? The, I, I started KQ on uh, April 16th, 86. One year later, they kick off the 87 season. I predict they're going to win the World Series. Right? I said, this team is going to win the World Series this year. Uh, and so I would criticize them. I'd praise them. That, I'm just who I am. That's the way it is. The World Series, well, it wasn't the World Series. It was the, no, it was. I think it was the first game of the World Series. That's exactly right. This guy comes. He's got a bed sheet that he hangs over the second deck there in the old uh, Metrodome. You know this story. In the old Metrodome, and on the bed sheet it says in huge letters, Tom Bernard, IQ 92. It's a good burn. I think it's phenomenal. It's a good burn. I thought it was wonderful to this day. And that was, what, 40 years ago? Yeah. Almost, 35 years ago. <laughs> so 
every now, every year, at the end of the season, if they don't win the World Series, I put on my Tom Bernard <laughs> IQ and IQ hat because they didn't win the World Series again. I see people thought, well, aren't you offended? No, it's funny as hell. When something, when you can do a burn that's a subtle stroke like that, you basically <laughs> yeah, exactly. took off two, not even a whole letter part. He took off half of a letter and changed the meaning of the station. I mean, that's, it's very good. I do have to close out, and I already told the story on the other show this morning, but it is true because Herbeck wouldn't take the hat off because my neighbor John made like thirty of them. <laughs> I was going to ask to make sure that everybody has one. Herbeck's one around wouldn't take it off. The whole damn game. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, what are you going to do? The funny thing about that, that's your IQ and my birth weight. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you probably were about 92 pounds at birth. That's probably about right. Oh, I, 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 I love that, Dave. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just, <laughs> my birth weight. <laughs> it all works out in the end. But So very quickly to close, and I, like I said, I mentioned this this morning, that I was talking to some friends, and I said, you know what an honor it was to be at the World Series, and there's your name on a banner. Yeah! There was an insult, of course, which <laughs> I didn't mind at all. I said, you know how cool that is to have your name on a banner at the World Series? And Herbert goes, yeah, it's almost as good as me hitting a grand slam. <laughs> Shut up. Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> I get a hat, he hits a grand slam at the World Series. So it's a, a long history. You might we can talk a little twins here for a second. The season's now over. Oh, I love talking about the twins. I do I'll too. talk about the twins, the Phillies. I love the twins. But you know, once that's a third game happened, I was like, oh, okay. yeah, here we are. A third game was hideous. I literally walk in because we we're. I had I had the. Well, I was at Twin Cities Premier Health, as a matter of fact, calling on a client. So I get there a little late. Kathy and I get there a little late. It's already one to nothing. As I'm sitting down in my seat, my butt's still about a foot off the seat. Mm-hmm. It's now four to nothing. I'm like, oh, Jesus. You knew the stupid The stupid pitch came in. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. That's exactly it. So I do love the twins. I'll fly my Tom Bernard IQ 92 hat all winter long. We'll see how it works out. It was a great playoff run, though. Oh, broke, it was broke it, a lot of curses. You yeah, know? they did. They absolutely did. There's no question. I got they got some t- talent on that team too. Yeah, a lot of talent. They do a lot of young talent. It's it's going to be good for for a while. I think you're absolutely right. So you know we'll see how it goes. But I just so for people who have never seen this before, yeah, that's what it's all about. I was too stupid to know the Twins were that good. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I still never met the guy who made the banner. I asked him to, to come on the show several times, and nobody ever responded. So, But I, maybe he stopped listening because I was such an idiot. <laughs> that might have had something to do with it. But uh, what the hell. So, in any case, uh, so the Twins didn't advance. Um, and now we're going to lose Sonny Gray. What about that? It looks like. we don't. Not, it's not certain, but it looks like he's not going to come back. What do you think? His contract is up. Yeah. He'll go where the money is. That's well, that's yeah. exactly right. <laughs> and it's so, not and it's not in Minnesota. No, probably not. I think you're probably right about that. They're, I don't think they're gonna pay and that was a terrible game he pitched, by the way. And that shouldn't end his career here. That's not what I'm saying. But he did look terrible in that game. I think there were a lot of people that um, had very high collars. Yeah. During during that game. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think you might be right about that, because I did. I know that. I know that. But, um, 
Ah, uh, what the hell. All right, so that's, I guess that's enough. Well, maybe I should say high, no, well, I can't say they had high, tight collars, but they were. High and tight, they, baby. They were very tight that game. I just don't understand that after coming off Sunday's game, they should have been yeah. loose, You'd ready think. to play. Hey, we're home. Crowd is, it's a packed crowd. Yeah. We just have to, we win at home. Yeah. Well, the one good thing is since he did have a subpar performance in the playoffs, maybe that'll cool the market a little bit maybe. for him. So it's a little bit mm-hmm. cheaper to keep him. Yeah. I hope he does come back. He's a hell of a pitcher. No question about it. All right. So we're talking comedy. We're talking investment. Ryan said he's going to take over the investment part of the show today. I got it. That's fine. Yeah. Go right ahead. Right now, the, mar- the market is a little bit funny. I, the, the very, I see very what you funny. did there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Market funny. I like that. That works. No, I, uh, the market, every day when I wake up now, it's all, everything's always red pointing down. I don't like that. I don't like that either. <laughs> My clients do not like that either. I'm searching in vain. Where is there, where is there some green? Where is there some green? Now, it's, uh, difficult to get a lot of green when there's worried about uh, some world events, or we'll call it just some macro macro issues right. do concern uh, the market. And we're coming in at least today. Um, we started out with a lot of green mm-hmm. after better than expected earnings from some of the large banks, whether it's uh, Wells Fargo, Citibank, J.P. Morgan. Uh, Came in very, very well, or very, uh, very well. Uh, United Health surprised people on the upside. United yeah. Health stock jumped up, yeah, so that. that that gave a boost to a lot of uh, a boost to a lot of health health related companies. Um, there was another positive piece on uh, Nvidia concerning artificial or generative gener- generative artificial intelligence that got a boost mm-hmm. um, a Japanese company Canon is going to be designing some machines that'll make super thin chips for artificial intelligence that's new coming from the Japanese uh, camera company so they're going to uh, uh, give ASML a Dutch company a little little bit of competition um, uh, favorite um, Amazon uh, cut a deal the other day with uh, a four billion dollar deal with Anthropic for their um, uh, artificial intelligence software, which competes with um, Open AI, which provided the Chat GPT that you're familiar All with. Right. Yeah. And Amazon that could. Uh, over the course of the year, be very accretive to uh, to Amazon and Amazon Web Services, providing them with some uh, more potential uh, customers, and and being able to uh, increase some of the services that their AWS customers get. Uh, plus, there was a very interesting piece uh, from uh, one analyst on the $100 billion opportunity that Amazon has with their supply chain uh, product. 
their transportation unit. And I said, hmm, somebody must have been either listening to me on this show or some of the other <laughs> yeah. shows that I do yeah. or reading my uh, or listening into my conversations with clients because that uh, I have talked about for several years is a huge opportunity for Amazon in uh, transportation and logistics. So that can add add a lot to Amazon going forward, but we first have to get through Amazon's earnings at the end of, end of this month. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, there's plenty of positive uh, out there, at least what I call on a micro level, that be company by company. Uh, but on a macro level, the concerns, I'll say first with some world events and what could spill over from um, Israel's defense and then offense uh, coming up and how that could impact um, the rest of the Middle East and other world affairs. Then there's the concern here locally with the Federal Reserve <coughs> and what they're going to do with interest rates in the, in the coming weeks. Right, right. The CPI number was a little high, and given the fact that, how's this? One, a little over one-third of the CPA, CPI number comes from housing. Housing costs are up. Why are housing costs up, you might ask? You, interest rates are up. Mm -hmm. Mortgage rates have almost doubled almost this year. Almost doubled, yeah. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. So they were at what, like three point two when it started? Correct. Now, now they're, they're now they're just up. under eight percent. Eight percent. Wow, I feel pretty smug about getting my uh, mortgage taken <laughs> yeah, exactly. about six, seven years ago. <laughs> Feeling pretty good about that That's number. Exactly yeah, you're gonna right. refinance now. That's right. I'm gonna get I'm gonna take my three percent mortgage and I'm going to refinance it at eight. <laughs> yes, that is good. Eight's a bigger number than Yeah, you want a big number. That's, That's what I it. understand. I want to pay I want to pay that extra interest. Because I need a larger tax deduction. But so mortgage mortgage rates are up. Uh, apartment rents are up for more than just the um, mortgage rates or interest rates are up. So the so of course, as interest rates move up, people are sh- ship paying more money for, Mortgage equivalent rent that goes into the CPI number. CPI number goes up, and the Fed says, "Oh, there's inflation. We see the number. We have to raise interest rates." Mm-hmm. Huh? You you guys with four or five hundred PhDs in the, throughout the Federal Reserve can't figure out that if you raise interest rates, even on the short term, that gets flows through to other parts of the system, that's going to cause higher <clears throat> mortgage. Uh, payments and then you say well that's inflationary really what kind of dumb thinking is that excuse my um straightforwardness you always get you always get dave straight talk not sugar-coated advice exactly Uh, but the, the cpi number was a little bit hotter than had been expected i'm thinking how can you not think that the cpi number is going to go up mortgage rates are up big component of that gasoline prices are up when i go out to eat at some of my favorite um, restaurants for lunch the tab is a little higher i won't say what the beer bill is <laughs> at, at the twins game i don't know if you can was, blame that one on the fed that was <laughs> like i said i got my check right here <laughs> but that was also up so you have the macro issues that affect the market uh, world Affairs and then the, the Fed. And then there's a micro, what's happening with, with companies. And some of the things that are happening with companies are a little bit better than expected. I have a question for you because as far as, you know, digital is concerned and certainly all the AI talk and all the rest of it now, it's allowing people, I read things. Well, as a matter of fact, I just did a bunch of research yesterday on two things. And I've been talking about it here a little bit uh, this morning about the most and least racist country in the world. And there are a couple other things that I'll, that I'll get to in a second. But what's amazing is when you look at that, because I was asking a question, is America one of the least racist countries in the world? Because everybody's allowed to come here. We take everybody in. We try to take care of everybody. Actually, it's rated as one of the most racist countries in the world. And I thought, oh. why would that be? Why would they rate them that? And then I looked at how they put the numbers together, which is what you're talking about mm-hmm. right now. And the top 10 least racist country in the world 
has no minority mix. They're all <laughs> the same color. Yeah, it's easy not to be racist when there's no one to be around. <laughs> well, I mean, no, exactly. Yeah. So literally the top ten would be like the Netherlands, Switzerland, all of Scandinavia. There are very, very few, whatever group that would be, minorities in those countries. So they're not racist. Well, you can't just hand them the prize because they have no opportunity to be racist, right? Why is America rated, I believe, 65th out of 80 countries? Because there are more minorities here than just about anywhere else in the world. So apparently when you got a lot of a big minority mix, you're going to be more racist. That's just the way it looks, you know, that whole deal. Well, it seems like a hard thing to measure. It's very, and that's I mean, my exact point. It's not a numerical. No, it's not. Yeah, it's like saying, we've ranked beauty. Well, okay. Right. <laughs> exactly. According that's to exactly who? Right. But I'll give you a prime example now. Josh is going to probably get up and go <laughs> home after this. But America's ranked, I believe, 65th out of 80 four countries, I think, in the world. So we're right near the top of the most racist places on Earth. Again, we have one of the largest minority populations in the world. Africa, some of the countries, very well rated. Well, there are no what? white people there. There are no white people in those countries. There are no minorities in those countries. So no, they're not racist at all. Then How do you, you know get, that? How do I know what? They just do don't have the opportunity to, to show their racism. Yeah, There's no well, way also, to be racist to work. How does that account for, like, uh, like like ethnic minorities or something, you know, when you have like subtle differentiations of uh, well, like, like Sunni and Shia Muslims, yeah, for instance, right, like, right, which is kind of, yeah. which is a sort of quasi-religious ethnic divide, whatever stuff like that. Like, but how, how does that that count? Is it just literal color based? That's you know, I I, I find the metrics on this very slippery, right? There's you know? no yeah. doubt about it, and that's why I brought it up because yeah. now bad news at the very end of the story. <laughs> The fourth most racist country in the world, according to these studies, is Israel. Who do they have to be racist against in Israel? I mean, I wonder, have, they got to take account for like people that travel to go visit. Do you? Maybe. And have you been to Israel? No. A lot of people of color. Oh, in Israel. See, I did not even know that. A lot of people. They moved to Israel. Of different, I mean, they, they're all Jews and they. They all look different. Well, there's a land bridge that goes from Africa to Israel. And but there's, there's a connection right at the top. There, there is. See, I didn't even know that. So, there is. But they're being treated poorly in Israel? I hard, have a hard time believing that. Well, there's different, uh, different groups in Israel are treated differently. Yeah, I mean, the, around the uh, world. The, the Sephardic Jews... Do not necessarily right. like the Ashkenazi Jews, that, and they look different. That's what I'm different. talking about, right? So how does that how does that <laughs> right. factor they, into they, racism they look, when it's like they it's look the same much race. different? You know, it's kind of like when you see, you know, it's like if a, a kind of more racist American white guy kind of lumps all Asian people into, oh, they're all kind of the same. But then, yeah, of course, if you yeah. talk to a Korean person versus a Japanese person versus a Chinese person, right? The, those countries have some pretty sharp divides. So it's like how how far do you subdivide something down before you decide, you know, how, how right. thin do you slice the pie before you analyze it? And is there a way that money is involved in all of this? Uh, that's what I is your country rated very high or very low? Is there a money element to all this? Because it's always about money. It's about scarcity. Which I think, yeah, don't you think yeah, scarcity right promotes tribalism in any form, mm -hmm. be it a political tribalism or whatever, which then, you know, it's, in a land of abundance, it's easy to be like, hey, I'll give you an example. We're doing great. In my own life, what you've been talking about, how these numbers work, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I won't say who it is, but I have a client that I go to 
uh, you know, I go to all my clients, call on all my clients, all the rest of it, you know. And I was at this one client about a month ago, and the guy who's managing the store comes over and says to me, you know, I got to tell you, every person that comes in here says that they heard about our store on your show. Every single person that comes in here goes, oh, I heard Tom talking about you, right? I get a call from the sales department saying, well, we got, we've, we've hit a little bit of a problem. I said, what's that? I said, this advertising agency, it's not here, it's in a different part of America, mm. said that in all the months you've been going to this one particular place, you've, you've only been mentioned once. How do you go from the guy who runs the place <laughs> saying, you talk about me all the time, to, oh, that's right, you could pay less if only one person referenced me. Yeah. It's all about money. They flat, this guy flat out lied to try to get a better rate. Sure. Well, that's, not, that's not very ethical. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? So all these things, I, I just, I am so uncomfortable with all so this. So I can get a better rate from you? That's all I have to do? The comedy club version of that is the club owner and bad club owners. Right, always, they always right. say it, they'll go, man, ticket sales were a lot better last week. We're a little slow this week, I which know. is basically them saying like, well, we could probably not give you a raise or we can put the screws to you to bring you mm -hmm. back because and we're telling you, you're not selling like normal. And, and you, then you, but then it never fails. You call the comic next week and you go, how is it? And he goes, well, he said your week was really booming, but this week's a little <laughs> slow. Like, exactly Everywhere right. you go, last week was always yep. amazing and this yep. week always sucks. Because it's financially, they don't go, man, we sold a ton of tickets, it must be you. It must be you, because we have to pay you more Because <laughs> then they got to pay you more to come back. Uh, Jesus, this whole money thing, can people get over money? It's never going to happen, though, is it? No. no. Gosh. They're never going to get over not money. Not at all. You need money. Money's you a need, tool. That's, yeah, and money is a tool. I'm a tool, but so is money. <laughs> money is a tool. <laughs> so that stuff kind of bothers me about looking at the world, you know, through through different lenses like that, why do you consider this country to be blah blah blah? This one's not. This one is. I mean, it, it just and there's a big difference between people being of different colors and being treated poorly. Are some of the people in Israel treated very poorly? Sure, I, just I like there are people in the United States that are treated very poorly. Like who? Who in the United States is treated poorly? On a personal, personal level? Well, you treat everybody <laughs> poorly. That's just a whole different deal. Yeah, you know, can't even come. In my neighborhood where I, where I grew up, uh, or yeah. or when I first moved here to, to Minnesota, uh -huh. I learned all about Minnesota nice. Yeah, it's and a different it was, deal. It wasn't so nice. <laughs> Minnesota nice is the biggest pile of bullshit of all time. And I said that on the air about 25 years ago, and they tried to get me to move out of the state. I said, you people are not nice. Where I came from... Once I got out of my own neighborhood over North Minneapolis, I went, man, these people got an edge to them. Oh, yeah. Always very passive-aggressive. Always. Yeah. That's the key, passive-aggressive. Oh, right God, there. yes. Or you get, you, you get dealt with in a passive-aggressive manner all the time. All the time, yeah. It's, I'm used to it. It's like, whatever. I don't... <laughs> You know, I've got to be Water off you, the Brian. duck's back. The first time I ever saw him wearing a short sleeve shirt, I said, "Why did he have one of his legs coming out of his <laughs> <laughs> coming out of his shirt? Uh, your thighs in the wrong place. <laughs> your thigh is in the wrong place. You did leg day up top one day. <laughs> watch out for that. Oh, I have to tell you, that is one of the best commercials around that I've seen. Where the where with this mirror. Have you not seen seen this commercial about this this? Um, this athlete is, is um, you know, 
go into one of those mirror, uh, I guess it's a mirror machine, mm -hmm. and the guy popping back from the mirror says, look at those skinny legs. They are bird, look like birds. The guy rips off his pants, and he's got this, <laughs> these, these thighs just like Dave's, just <laughs> massive. So what, what's the point of the ad? I think it was just to promote this particular uh, mirror for for. Oh, it's uh, the mirror. Is it one of those yeah, where you can watch the guy training in the mirror? You're looking in the mirror and they're projecting it. The kind tonal of thing? or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are kind of oh, weird. Tonal, it's like, that's right. It's yeah. like you're it's like you're working out with a ghost. It's like a haunted that's, mirror. That's a spooky thing, you know. I'm gonna let you into my house and see what. It, no. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely. Agree. I'll go to the gym and you can put me on whatever. I yeah. Yeah, the other, the other one, very, this is very, very quick, but again, it's all about perception and the misuse of numbers. People using numbers to try to hoodwink other people. Sure. It, which drives me absolutely insane. But y you look at all these different things and you go, well, is that really true? Is that not, uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't even get into it because it gets... It, well, it you just have to look in, in terms of looking at earnings. Just have to look yeah. what caused the... What caused these numbers? Yeah, well, that's exactly and, right. And very and headlines, headlines sell. As and that's exactly right, isn't it? It's all about money. It's always about money, which I just don't understand. I don't get it at all. Well, we were discussing the other day about about uh, you know uh, education, how children learn how to read, do math, and all the rest of it. And Brittany was talking about you know. I would never want to raise my kid in, in Florida because the education system there is not good. They have the lowest ratings in the country. So I went home and did a little research. Mm -hmm. There's not one state in the United States that's doing good right now. They're not doing well with education right now. Even in Minnesota, I think second grade is the only level last year where the numbers went up. All the other grades went down, some of them a lot. That's kind of weird to look at in Minnesota because Minnesota's always been very proud of their mm -hmm. education system. So what is going well, on? Well, how, how, how can you be proud of a, an education system when in the city schools, you know, you, you, I think the graduation rate is, not, un, is, not is under 60%. It is, yep. In, in city schools? How is that? I, that's exactly all, why I brought with, it up. With all the money. And that, I'm going to bring the money with all the tax dollars, <laughs> without all the money yeah. that is spent on education, and particularly money spent right. in city schools on education. Why are the results so poor? Why and why are they? I just I'll never understand that. I mean, I think it's because income inequality is so rampant that when you have kids from these vastly underprivileged households, it's like you can't just send them to public school and think the teacher is going to be able to fix it when then they got to go home well, that's to people who don't point. care, yeah, that's to people who are too, have working two, three jobs. Uh, I have a friend who teaches in the school system, and I mean, man, it's frustrating. He teaches in you know the city schools, and he's a really smart guy and a really hard worker. But he's like, you get these kids and they're doing well, and then something in their life starts to spiral that's outside oh, your control, sure, sure. and you see a kid with a lot of potential spiral off. But he's like, I can't follow him home and make sure a situation's okay. And you know, I think a lot of times we kind of not necessarily blame teachers, but the school system, and so we're like, oh, we'll put more money into it, and that'll help. But I, I don't know. You could put a, billions of dollars into the school systems if kids are coming from, from tough areas and, and their parents are struggling and their families are struggling. If they're hungry, right. if they're going to school hungry, right. all that stuff, they're sleeping and all this stuff, of it. you're not going to do well, you know? 
So how can we fix it? I mean, that's like a systemic. That's like you got to yeah, go all the way to the bottom. So way, I think yeah. the education thing a lot of times is actually just revealing the problems that exist. I agree. You know, as opposed to being the source of the problem. Yeah, you can't blame it all on the on the teachers or the parents or the kid. Mm. Yeah, we got to work in this thing together. We, we, yeah, we got to come together, work on this, and we just don't do that anymore. Yeah, mm. and like to Brian's point, like you can build the most state of the art billion dollar right. school for everybody, but. Yeah, if you're, again, hungry or you have other problems outside of school that are causing you not to be able to focus and excel, you have to address those problems before you can see the results in the school. Yeah, I just was sent an email by one of our listeners that said they have an eighth grader, and the last 12 years, uh, the eighth grade classes in this state have dropped off every year. For 12 straight years, they've dropped down. So what is what do we do about that? Also, I don't think technology is helping a lot. I mean, no. I think smartphone, video stuff. Yep. I mean, I see adults who, I mean, not literally can't read, but they have so degraded their attention span mm -hmm. that they can't sit down and read like a five-page short story or like a, a long newspaper article. So you get kids who are raised on video basically, and clips, you know, for, yeah. for that age. You, you are literally growing the shortest possible attention span. Everything's a reel nowadays. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, okay, now learn algebra. Yep. You know, well, there's there's not really a fun, real version of learning algebra. <laughs> it's learning algebra. It's all this stuff. So I, I feel bad for kids who are, it's 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 almost like bad, like, attention span hygiene. I think that's something, you know, we talk about hygiene. We talk about sleep hygiene now. You know, Tom Brady has taught us all right, about right. the value yep, of sleep. Yep, yep. I think attention span hygiene is should be something people talk about. It's not even, it's not even present any longer. No one even no. talks about it. I, no one, one. Like, one thing I try to do just for myself, because I feel my own attention span going, sometimes if I have to run errands or, or whatever, I'll say, I'm not going to bring my phone and I'm not going to put in a podcast as much as I, I love to listen to podcasts all day. I'm just going to sit with my thoughts for like an hour. Yep. I'm going to be bored yep. in line at the bank and see where my brain goes. And then you kind of find yourself thinking a little bit more. Uh, but if, because sometimes I'm like, I, I listen to podcasts and music seven and a half hours today, you know, yeah. it's like, that's all time that my brain doesn't have time to, to reset. And you're, you're always getting fed something. So you're never bored. You got to learn to be bored a little bit. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. It's so great because I learned how to, I taught myself how to read, actually. Really? When I was four years old, through, I was late three, early four years old. And I don't even want to tell you why I learned how to read. Because it's true. Was it comic strips or newspapers? Yep. That's, I, that was me. That's I wanted exactly to read the words right. in the comic book panels. And you know which one it was that really drove me? Because I wanted to know what she was saying. 
Little Lulu? I'm just going to... Like, Blondie from Blondie. Blondie. Oh. Like, Damn, that's a good-looking woman. Man. i got to find out what the hell she's saying. How does this guy marry her and get all those sandwiches? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. So is anybody driven to do that any longer? Are you driven as a four-year-old to say, hey, i got to find out what this woman's talking about? Sure. Because it was the, the comic strip. And I suppose yeah. it's for a lot of kids. I, I, I don't know that anybody's driven to do anything anymore. Well, maybe you, you might be right about that. I mean, when I, st- you know, I started out building houses and driving trucks and all that other stuff. When at about 34, when I tipped the fuel truck over, I had a drive to learn how to be a cop, really strong. Yeah. So I went back to school, got my degree, and all that other stuff. See, I think that's so. good. Do people not do that anymore? Do you think? Oh, I think that I see a lot of uh, really ambitious young people in comedy. Um, like really, really smart people who are like working really hard, but then I sometimes I do see them get tripped up by a lot of this like technological social media stuff. Yeah. Where they're, so I have to tell. Sometimes I will tell comics, "Hey, don't put your joke on Instagram quite yet. Spend some time with it. Let it breathe. Let it grow. Because mm-hmm. because but I I understand that the industry they came up in is telling them create content right. Go 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 right, go. Right. And so it actually doesn't time to let the art flourish. So that's kind of a, a way that I see that impact. But the, it's the, these people have the same artistic drive that they did 15 years ago mm-hmm. when I started. Mm-hmm. But the 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 whole system is not really encouraging them to do that because it's so fast, it's so quick, it's so short. Josh, do you have people coming to you going, "Hey, well, that's not what I read. What uh, your advice to me? I heard that it should be this way." Do you get a lot of that? Yes, <laughs> I bet you do. Yeah. I bet you and do. I think part part of it is that uh, the advice I give is different. Mm, so well, to speak, I do have a, a, di- a different point of view. Right. Uh, I'm not big in putting money in, bo- in bonds, mm-hmm. uh, where you're lending money to corporations, municipalities, or, or the federal government. I mean, I talk about bonds, bonds a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, bonds typically are talked about, well, you have to have bonds because they're safe. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, there is some safety component. You lend $1,000 to the federal government for a period of time, at the end of that period of time, you're gonna get your $1,000 back. In the meantime, federal government through whatever government bond you have for whatever length is gonna pay you interest twice a year. Wonderful thing. Give you a lot, of, a lot of safety. But if interest rates go up and you wanna cash that bond in prior to maturity, you're gonna get less money mm-hmm. because the buyer of that bond wants the current interest rate sure uh, so as as an example uh, the long-term government bond index TLT uh, this year I began the year at a uh, hundred dollars a share it is currently da, 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 $87.34 as we speak <laughs> I think that's a little bit less and if my simple math would be there, yes, you got paid uh, paid interest twice twice a year from this in this fund, uh, but I just lost 13% the value of my money from the beginning of the year. That's uh, a lot for putting money into. Well, this happened to be a bond fund, but it's representative of what's happening in in the long-term government bond index. If I were to take the a shorter index, uh, the 10-year index, that's gone from 
$100 a, a share at the beginning of the year to $91 a share. That's also a significant amount for, uh, for a short period of time putting money in bonds. So are bonds safe? Yeah, there's, there is safety, particularly in individual bonds, uh, if you hold them to maturity. But if you need that money uh, before that, or like uh, banks might have to do, uh, mark that bond to market. If interest rates move up, the value of the bonds go down. I do not want to be invested in bonds because all I'm doing is making an interest rate uh, bet. Right. So if I want safety, just put the money in a money market account. Yes, it might not pay as much interest as putting money into a longer-term bond, but dollars in, dollars out, plus, plus interest. Uh, so if I'm looking for growth over a period of time, I want to be in owned assets, i.e. stocks or real estate. I know that those assets are going to go up and down in value, but if I find something that generates, um, we'll say, a lot of positive cash flow, generates a lot of uh, revenue, uh, in the case of stocks, that's going to turn into uh, earnings, and that's going to drive the stock price over a period of time. So the stock price over a period of time is going to go up. Short term, it's going to go up and down. So there's some volatility there. <clears throat> And then I happen to focus in on just a few industries where I feel that I can add, add a little value, whether it be in the internet, leisure-related businesses, China-related businesses, because that's still a faster-growing part of the world. may not like the government, but they're, they still have a, a, a stock market. Um, and then real assets such as real estate. So that's a little different than most people yeah. that say, uh, well, you need to have money in all these different types of mutual funds. Some that are in large capitalization, medium capitalization, small capitalization, growth, stock, growth funds and <clears throat> value funds. And then have, and that should be 60% of your portfolio and another 40% should be in uh, bonds that are divided between government bonds long-term, short-term, medium-term, and corporate bonds. I say, that's, that's uh, an awful lot. Uh, and it may not get you to where you want to, to go. Because I've found if the stock market goes up and you're in a series of mutual funds, they're going to go up, but it's just a matter of how much. If the stock market brought, measured by the <coughs> Standard & Poor 500 goes down, the mutual funds are going to go down, and it's only about how much based on what is in the fund, what type of stocks are in that fund. So I'd sooner invest in individual uh, businesses rather than a broad mutual fund. Now, I have to ask you a question. That I just got a couple <clears throat> uh, questions sent to me. Um, because the interest rates are so high now, mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people are saying they're being contacted by these other companies. I don't know. They put the names of them up there, uh, asking if you want to sell some of your assets. These companies, like like life insurance, mm -hmm. the, the first guy sent it to me. 
How would they know how much life insurance you got to contact you to ask you if they could buy it? How would they even know that? I don't think they would know. Even if if somebody bought a list from life insurance company, your phone number is not necessarily... On that well, list. Always, this is not phone numbers, it's emails. So this that's this is a scam, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, 100%. 100% a scam. That's what this guy thought. It's yeah. like he has a lot of life insurance. Uh, he has no idea how these people would even know. I mean, he mentioned a couple of different companies. So, you know, now that we call it a scam, I won't say what those are. <laughs> but so th- you think this is a 100% scam? They're just trying to. Well, you're. I don't know how how anybody gets my email address. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, if I although if I, I get look emails at, all the time from people, it's like, where the hell did you get my email address? Yeah, I, I get have that a lot. I'll tell you what. So you go, you go to like Home Depot or Chipotle, and they ask you for your email. Oh, they do. And then yep. they're selling that. They're, exactly. they're you are the oh, product. Every yep. time they there say that, go. I say you don't have enough money for my email address. <laughs> <laughs> and they always there get mad. Or sometimes I get sometimes I get a little feisty and go, "You need my email address for a burrito that you're handing to me." I fail to see where the email's relevant. But but they're, they're every, all these companies are that's their secondary profit center is just harvesting your email. Yep. But people that's, get so used to answering people. That's what this guy said. Yeah, people they're get used to answering. Like someone asked me a question, I gotta answer it. I always ask myself, "Do I need to give this person this information?" Exactly. And the, in, in all facets of life, and the answer is usually, "I do not." Mm-mm. Well, and that's like even now when companies will say, "Like, oh, do you want a a printed receipt or would you like an emailed receipt mm, yeah. that's the way they yeah collect it or i've seen where some places where if you go to like out to eat the bar will in order to access their wi-fi you mm-hmm. have to put your email address in and that's just another way of collecting it. So, yeah. so this is a bad idea to give anybody your email address i never give anybody my email address gonna, or phone number they're gonna just sell it to somebody else mm-hmm. so that's what happened that's happened with this guy yep. Yeah. yep and if anybody contacts you and says hey we Need you any type of money information or bank account? No, 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 no. no, no so no, no, basically, no, no. what they're doing to this guy is they got his email address from one of the places you're talking about, and they can just—they don't know, but they'll just assume you do have life insurance. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly that's it. Is. They're just—they're just, just—that's like the uh, grandma. I'm in an accident. I need money. Yeah, oh, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's it just—they yeah. have no idea how much insurance you have. Let's just. We'll take a shot. Maybe he's got insurance, and he'll send us a bunch of money. Well, it so. costs the same amount of money to send one email as 100,000 emails. Exactly. Yeah, so you send 100,000 emails, exactly. you get three grandmas yep. online. Now you've made a profit. Exactly. Yeah, it's a There's a room with one server in it, or maybe <laughs> ten servers, just rolling these emails out all day long yeah. and all night long. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's how it works. So it's just people trying to scam people out of money. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that yep. just made my day a lot better. <laughs> and if, and if you want to give the burrito place or whoever your email, create <laughs> a fake second, like fake email at hotmail.com yep. or whatever, so that way you can subscribe to whatever yep. stuff you want. I just give him Tevin's email. Yeah, makes a lot more sense. Than <laughs> He's doing not. That's still asshole.com. <laughs> That's Mr. Asshole. Do I have to escort you out the door, Tom? <laughs> yeah, that... probably. <laughs> Actually, I bet there is a website called MrAsshole.com, but I bet oh, it's not Tevin's email. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it might not. might have a sexual element to it. Well, well, do, you wanna, do you want to try it? I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, I'll try it. Phone. Well, that's like I had a friend in high school who now actually is a uh, St. Paul police officer, detective. Ooh, so we won't we won't say his name. Detective. He was uh, an offensive lineman in our in our school, and he was getting some new cleats for football season. He was going to get them from Dick's Sporting Goods, mm-hmm. and so he 
was like, I went online and just went to dicks.com. Oh, and he was like, no. Wrong oh, website. Oh, no. Wrong website. Oh, no, 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 no. On the other hand, he got a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> Spectacular <laughs> discount. Spectacular discount. Oh, man. So this is all about, because of artificial intelligence, people are just trying to rob each other blind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's sad. Well, there was that scam where, because now the big thing is if somebody calls and they just ask you random questions, you're not even supposed to talk to them because they can take your voice and now make you yeah. say, like, yep. and then they'll call, like, your yep. parents and be like, hey, mom, I've been kidnapped. Oh. I need you to ransom me off. And parents are sending money to, you know, whatever guy, wherever, to get their kid back that's not yeah, even that's kidnapped. That's going to be a problem. Yep. I, told, I told this story many times. This was, like, 20, maybe even 25 years ago. I was cutting. A, I was doing a lot of voiceover back then. I'm cutting a commercial. I leave. I have to go out of town, so they, they had to change one line in it. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't in town anymore, so they couldn't get me. So I, they went through a Moog synthesizer and synthesized my voice. I said a line in a commercial that I never said. Whoa! <laughs> like holy crap! And now, I mean, imagine 25 years later, what they mm-hmm. can do. Oh, mm-hmm. you can. Some kid could do that on his home computer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah, that was a little because I did hear the commercials. Like, I never said that. Where did they get that part? Because I never said those words. But yeah, they could just they they closed in on it somehow. But now I guess it's really easy to do. Yeah, well, that deep fake stuff is shockingly effective when you see it. It's it's crazy. It's interesting to see even like the individuals can do it now better than movie studios could a couple of years ago. Yeah, they'll do just to show off what they can do. They'll redo a scene from a movie from three or four years ago. They'll do it on their home computer and it'll look better. Yeah. Now I'm scared. We got five minutes left of the show, and I'm scared to death. I don't even want to leave the room. And the scams get so much more elaborate now, too. Oh. Like I had a friend recently, and Brian, you probably know him, but he uh, got his Instagram hacked, and mm. somebody was posting, like, I just invested with so-and-so, and I bought a new house, new car, like all these pictures, messaging people, and then just to find out, yeah, it's all a big scam. And, like, God. they wanted me to vote for his comedy album or whatever and it was just another way to collect my email and personal information to I like how you money. threw up both the investor and the comedian under the bus with story. <laughs> I actually do know who he's talking about. <laughs> I literally oh, do know who he's talking yeah, about. Because okay. yeah. it was like to the point where like I was like, dude, did you really just make all this money? Because it was like enough <laughs> money where it wasn't like, oh, this is clearly a scam, but oh, it was yeah. still like some red flags were coming up and yeah, it was yeah, completely got his account hacked and yeah, else. I'm actually one of the few comedians that I would have believed could have made some money. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's a pretty smart guy. I would have believed yeah. he could make some money. Well, there you go. All right, you want to go around the table, some closing comments? Am I, you're looking at me first? Yeah, why don't you? Uh, closing comments. I have nothing. Goodbye. Goodbye. I, I, I like yeah, I've got nothing. The big T, uh, Mr. T. Mr. Okay, T. that's yeah. it. There, He's got low T. You're lucky there's glass by you. The look you're getting right now, Brian. I'm telling you. The vitamins he can take for that. Go to the vitamin shop. That's it. All right, so what, what's the schedule for you this weekend? Yeah, 10,000 Laughs Comedy Festivals, shows downtown Minneapolis all weekend, Friday, Saturday. Check them out. Uh, I will be at the Southern Theater tonight at uh, 8.30 and at 10.15. 8.30, 10.15 used to be 7.30, 9.30. Well, we had a little scheduling conflict with a wedding, I believe. So oh, we had to that's what it was. Move okay. some stuff around. So you still do 7.30, 9.30 in, in general? Uh, I, you know, Acme now is, uh, I think Acme's 7 and 9.30 now. They oh, moved, they are 7 They moved back during the pandemic because of the curfew. And then what they found oh. was that so many more people come to the late show if it's one mm. hour earlier. They kept Man, the time where it was. That makes sense. It's made the late shows better. 
Makes total sense. Josh, any great advice? Buy stocks. <laughs> <laughs> From you. That's, that's, that's it. Buy, buy, buy stocks. Earnings are going to be coming, coming out or starting to come out uh, very, uh, I'll say, hot and heavy over the next several, several weeks. Um, I think overall earnings from c companies are going to be or still be a lot better than most analysts expect. Right. I think and guidance is going to be very conservative from companies because we're coming into um, a slower or could be in a slow growth economy for a while mm -hmm. and still concerned with what the Federal Reserve is going to do with interest rates. So keep some cash on the on the sidelines, which is something I, like I always that. always recommend mm -hmm. uh, because the markets can, will continue to be volatile, um, and you can take advantage of any of that pullback to add to your positions. All right, and in closing, stay out of trouble. Do <laughs> so you think you'll, you think uh, when you put your uniform on today you'll shoot somebody to death? Probably not, because <laughs> I'm not putting the uniform on today. I get the I get the whole rest of the day. Oh, off. otherwise you would. Or, sure. <laughs> you never know. That's the that's the beauty of my job. You never know what's going to come down here. I suppose that's true. That was a hell of a show today. I, I knew that you two guys would get along really well. well I knew we're both that. financial masterminds. Well, <laughs> and and you're both funny and all the that whole deal. All right, we'll talk to you next week.